welcome to the Play Notes podcast, where we give you the inside scoop on the upcoming productions here at Portland Stage. I'm Nick Hone, and today we have a very special interview with artistic director of Portland Stage, Anita Stewart. I am so excited to share this with you all. We discuss the upcoming season and what it means for Portland Stage to enter its 50th season. So buckle up and listen in as we get to talk to Anita Stewart. So today I am talking to Anita Stewart, Artistic Director of Portland Stage. Hi, Anita. Hi, Nick. So can you tell me first off a little bit about yourself and your career as a theater maker? Well, I'm a little bit different from most artistic directors at theaters. I started as a set designer, so that rather than being a director or an actor, that's that's what I do by trade. And I wound up becoming the artistic director here at Portland Stage, mostly because I was freelancing here. And Chris Ackerland and I, back in the day, um, sort of when they were doing a search, said to the board, hey, how about considering us? And because we were around, they looked at us and they thought it was an interesting idea. We started as co-artistic directors, and part of what we said when we when we took the job was, oh, well, each of us can do half of the work, because, um, and each of us will be out freelancing the other half of the time. Mm-hmm. The reality was that rather than half the work, it becomes twice the work, because there are two of you who have to reach consensus before building consensus with the rest of the team. So after a while, it became clear that having a singular person made a lot more sense. But as a designer, Nick, I tend to be somebody who is used to collaborating with people. So uh, it's sort of more of a servant leader role, so that I'm happiest when I'm sitting within the midst of a group and talking about something rather than being at the helm and saying, here's exactly where we're going to go. And so I think I built that sort of framework here at Portland Stage a little bit more. So a director's working for me, and I'm working for a director, which is a a different type of a model. Yeah, that's certainly a different type of a model than than some other theaters might. But I mean, obviously, as we head into our 50th season, it seems to be one that works quite well. It's been a good model for a number of years. And yes, and it's super excited that we're headed into our 50th season. It's hard to believe that Portland Stage has been around for that long. I know, Um, it's it's so exciting. Uh, Can you tell the audience a little bit about what shows we're doing next season? I think we have a tremendous lineup of shows that we're doing um, in the upcoming 50th season. We're starting with a new play by Monica Wood called Saint Dad, and this is a comedy. It's based around a camp in Maine that a group of local folks have sold um, sort of underneath their father who's been very, very ill and they thought was going to no longer be around, and suddenly he's still there, and the camp's been sold to an out-of-towner. And um, so it really brings up a lot of the issues that we see playing out in the newspaper every day in a completely lighthearted, funny, wonderful way. So it absolutely is a great way for us to launch into this 50th season. We're following that up with Christmas Carol, and that is our tried and true holiday show. It's a hero's journey, a man who is the most miserly of misers, and he learns by going on journeys with three ghosts that there's maybe something other than money that matters, and I think it's a great message for the holiday season. It's also a way in which we really interface directly with the local um, schools, bringing in a lot of young folks to see the theater, often for the first time. 
Then in January, we're doing The Play That Goes Wrong. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to this. This is, this is typically, I don't do a lot of sets that are all about the set. It's all about the acting. But I think in this particular play, the set really is part of the action. And so we're already started on it because it's, it's a set full of hijinks and just, it's a lot of fun. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what we create with that. Absolutely. And if I, if I might ask, as a, a scenic designer, are you going to be designing the set for The Play That Goes Wrong? I am designing the set for The Play That Goes Wrong. That's um, exciting. Because, yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of a, a designer's dream and a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and I'm so glad that we have a really amazing technical team here at Portland Stage so that their ability to craft things and make sort of all the magic and the tricks happen. There's a lot of, a lot of that going on within the play and doing it safely and making sure that things run smoothly. That's really one of the places where we excel. So I'm really looking forward to bringing that to Portland stage. That's wonderful. And then following that, we're doing What the Constitution Means to Me that was written by Heidi Schreck. Um, And this is a play, it sounds like it's going to be really dry and boring. And it's really this woman talking about her experience as a kid, um, growing up and doing a lot of debate um, as as a young person and having to debate about the Constitution and thinking about now in our world, especially now with everything that's been happening. What does that mean for us? And what did that mean for her? And what I love especially about this piece is that at the end, there's a debate, there's a live debate that happens that is going to involve some young folks who I'm hoping we can engage a lot of different schools around the area to come and participate in that. And the audience gets to vote on the debate that happens at the end. So it's it's a fun way for the audience to interact with the piece as well. Absolutely. And then next on the docket is Clyde's by Lynn Nodded. And this is, it's a play with so much heart. It's about a group of folks who are working at this diner run by Clyde. It's a place where they're they're all formerly incarcerated folks. And so it's really, you start to see how much love and heart and sort of support they provide to one another and how good they are as individuals. And I think it's just another view from the one that we might automatically have of somebody who's been in prison and what they might be like. I'm really very much looking forward to that. And it's a diner, so there's a lot of food going on, and we've been doing a lot of that of late. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's another exciting way to see how we can um, how we make that all happen. <laughs> The next show up is Angels in America, mm. and this is a play I saw it when it origi- was originally on Broadway, and it is such a quintessentially American play, and it is, it's is—it's—it's huge, it's epic, it's this mythological and metaphorical giant. Tony Kushner has written something that I think really describes American culture and especially that time frame leading up to 2000, the millennium. And we're working on it with DRC, and this is the first time that we've worked with Dramatic Repertory Company as a partner, and I'm really excited about that because it's allowing us to engage with a lot of local actors that typically we're not able to use on our stage because we're an equity house, so we need to use union members. And a lot of the local people aren't union in part because it's too small a market. So it's a really great way for us to do a little bit more outreach and have a little bit more of a feel of we're bringing community artists in. 
And Angels in America famously is uh, made up of two parts. So which it, part are we doing? Yeah, it is two parts and we are doing part one only. Gotcha. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what the audience says. And if they want to see part two, we will do part two, but it's, it's an epic. It's, yeah. um, you know, that would be six hours if we were to do both <laughs> yeah, parts. Yeah. So I think we're, we're trying to bite off what we can chew. And I'm really looking forward to the collaboration. Absolutely. And then the season is bookending. Um, we started with a new play. We're ending with a new play. And this new play is called Manning by Benjamin Benet. It is the Clowder Competition winning play. So we've just finished up this year's Clowder Competition for New England writers. We take in submissions. This year we had over 170 plays that were submitted. And we send back letters to everybody who submits that sort of says what we liked about the plays and, and suggestions for how we see each specific text moving forward. And I know for artists, we get great feedback back from the writers who typically they just get a rejection letter in the mail. But then we select a winner and, and Manning is that. And it's a beautiful story that's sort of about grief and loss and how we sort of move through that. There's a mother who has died and we're seeing two sons and their father as they contend with it. And it's very metaphoric. It's poetic. There's a giant zucchini that appears and there's a puppet hawk. And so it really is about how do we move through and find our new way forward after um, experiencing terrible loss. And I think especially where we are as a community right now, that that's something that we're all, we're all contending with having just moved through the pandemic ourselves. That's such an exciting lineup for next season. I know in anticipation of this upcoming season, our building is undergoing some pretty major renovations currently. Can you talk a little bit about the capital campaign that we're going with and what you are expecting and what the audience can expect from PSC's new look in the new year? Absolutely, Nick. We're in the middle of the Making an Entrance capital campaign, and this campaign is focused on accessibility and visibility. Within the building, it's about embracing our community, inviting them in, and it's also about how we reach out, and specifically with the reach out, it's about education, so it's money to support our education efforts that are primarily in the schools. So here at Portland Stage, we are actually, um, the, the building is closed up. We finished the last show of our season this year, The Cake, and now there are construction workers that are going from top to bottom, and they're starting to the demolition process. Down in the basement, we have this huge hole that's been dug. We're, we're putting in an elevator that will run from the basement all the way up to our offices on the fourth floor. And Portland Stage, typically I, I'll tell people that we're vertically challenged organization <laughs> because it's all stairs. And so apart from a small elevator that has gotten people from the first floor to the second floor, that takes a minute each, you know, to, from the door opening to the door reopening on the second floor, it, there is no elevator access. So for us, this will be a larger elevator that goes over a substantially greater time. And I'm assuming that the travel time will be significantly shorter than the one that we currently have. But I think it's going to make a huge difference, both for patron experience, but also for our staff as they move costumes that are stored in the basement up to the third floor costume shop. That's always been something that we've had to carry all the way up. So it's that's a very exciting thing. The other big piece of the puzzle is that we're adding a marquee to the front of the building. So I know so many people will say, I, I didn't even know you were there. 
there. So hopefully this marquee is going to really make us the gateway into the downtown arts district and highlight Portland stage and invite everybody in. And then we're working on, we're increasing lobby space and we're talking about how we can do a better job to make sure that every element of your experience here at Portland stage is as magical as when you're in the theater and you're just falling in love with the work that's on the stage. So I'm super excited to share this project with everybody. And it's supposed to be done next fall. Wright Ryan, our contractors, they're amazing. And they've been working with us for a couple of years now to make sure that all the timelines are on track and that they're sticking with us and talking about schedules in a really great way. And Scott Simons are the architects and they've come up. Julia Tate, who is the lead architect on this, has done a beautiful job with the whole renovation. And then on the endowment side, it's going to support our education programs. And we typically reach about 10,000 young people over the course of a season. We've been building that back up from the pandemic. And with doing Christmas Carol this next season, we'll be back up at that number. But it's a great way for us to reach the next generation of theater artists, of audience, audience, um, and just of um, how do we help create smart thinking community members. So the programs that we're doing run from kindergarten all the way up through high school, and they're age-appropriate. It's literature-based, and it's really about building teams and making connections to language and what it means when you're saying something. And Nick, you've been a part of that whole education program, and I know that you've had experiences in the school, so can I just ask you to share what your experience has been being in uh, schools? Absolutely. I'd be happy to talk a little bit about that. It's been wonderful to, with the education department this year to get to go to so many schools across the state of Maine and visit so many grade levels and really be able to build connections with communities that might not have access to theater normally. And it's been so great. We in the education department love to focus on literacy and social emotional learning, trying to build a new generation of not just actors or designers or theater makers, but people in general that have a deeper connection to empathy and to each other and to words that they can find in books, in plays and on stage like at Portland Stage. So it's been a really great experience for me to to get to see a new generation of people saying, wow, I hadn't thought thought about it that way, or that's new, finding discoveries in things like Shakespeare or even in children's books. And so it's been very enriching to, with Portland Stage's education department, get to reach so many people and teach them so many new things. Can you speak for a moment just to the Play Me a Story program in the schools where you're you're reading picture books and what it feels like to be doing that for a group of 400 young people? Absolutely. So when we take our Play Me a Story program to elementary schools, we could be, as you said, performing for the entire school, hundreds of children, performing children's books, especially ones that Maine state schools and, and competitions have designated as exciting or new, like the, the Chickadee Book Awards are a list that we pull from pretty consistently. So we're working in conjunction with the teachers and the curriculum and the books that they're already reading to their students students. And through that, we're teaching them to explore their imagination. 
imaginations, to explore their emotions in connection with with literature and finding ways for so many students here in Portland, especially English is not their first language. So we've had experience with coming into classrooms and finding students who connect to the emotional depth and the, the subtext of the books and are only able to discover the joy of the actual language through exploring it with their bodies, with their voices, and with their imaginations. Because while reading English might be difficult for someone whose English is not their first language, everyone feels the same sets of emotions. So being able to connect emotions to that text helps them learn a little bit more about what that text actually means. So learning to develop language skills through the context of social emotional learning, like connecting their emotions to the storybooks. That's fantastic, Nick. So entering into the 50th season of Portland Stage, what are some of y'all's plans moving forward to keep Portland Stage a vital member of Portland's theater community and of the American theater community as a whole? That's a great question, Nick. And I think that we've been working on a strategic plan for the organization over this past year, and we're going to be rolling the new plan out next year. And a, a central tenant of that is the role of co that community needs to play. Theater is nothing if it's not about reaching out to people and inviting them to participate. That's It's really, this is a participatory activity. And so we've been talking a lot about how we connect not just to artists, but also to a really diverse group of individuals within the community and make them feel that this is their home. Projects like the one we're doing with Dramatic Repertory Company is a way for us to engage with artists that we might not necessarily be able to on a regular basis, just on our own. So we're looking to build those bridges and find ways. Certainly the education programs are a great way to engage with artists. Um, housing and Health, Health and Human Services is a building right next door to us. We're hoping that we can get more of their patrons to visit with us and come and see a show at Portland Stage. We've been reaching out to a lot of social service organizations um, and inviting them to bring their members here to Portland Stage. We do that at severely reduced ticket prices or free of charge because it's important to us that our whole community have access to the theater. And then when we look at the American community as a whole, We've been a part of a group of theaters from across the country in all 50 states that is the Professional Not-for-Profit Theaters of America. And it's a great way to sort of stay in touch between that and theater communications groups. We really stay in touch with our member organizations across the United States and hear what's happening in different areas so that we're gaining information from folks about what is up by bringing artists from away. They add into the mix so that they're joining our ecosystem and bringing new ideas, new ways of approaching things to Portland stage and keeping us always new and fresh and looking for new ways to do things. I think the last way we do it, and I feel we have a company of apprentices who join us, and Nick, you've been an apprentice here this year, and it's a way that we bring young folks who are just getting started as um, theater artists um, into our midst, and they're learning about theater, and we're learning from them what young people who are new to this whole field, what their thoughts are, what their approaches are, and so again, it's a great way of continuing to build and grow and putting it all together in one big stew and seeing what it makes. In your tenure as artistic director here, what is an experience that to you defines what it means to be at Portland Stage? 
Well, I, I remember back to when we were doing The Mountaintop, which is a play about Martin Luther King, and Harvey Blanks, who was playing Martin Luther, and Kim Stanton, who was the, the cleaning lady who sort of becomes an angel, were having a talk back, a discussion with a group of students. And there was a near riot when, because the discussion was going on and the students had so many questions to ask of these artists. And the teachers were like, the buses are here, we have to go. And the kids just didn't want to go. And so you know you're hitting when that happens. Or when you talk to somebody after seeing a show and somebody will just come up to you and sort of quietly mention, you know, at the end of the play, I suddenly found that I was crying and I don't quite know why. I'm, I was crying, but I was so fully moved and I'm not a person that cries ever and I'm still trying to process it and just the fact that an individual would share that but that the work that we do can have such an emotional connection for people that's what it really means and I think I think the last piece that I would say is seeing when we as a company come together and everybody is is sort of pitching in to get something done at the close of the season, um, because of this big construction project, um, we had to move a lot of stuff all over the building, and it was sort of all hands on deck, and everybody was there, and everybody was happy and excited and participating, and we all felt so good just to be working as a team, and I think that's what theater really does, is it brings us together, and I'm just excited to find more ways to bring more of our community into our space and welcome them in, and um, make them feel a part of the team. That's amazing. That's a that's a very very welcoming atmosphere that you've definitely constructed at this theater. So on the topic of community members, what is something that you, as artistic director, would want every audience member to know or feel as they walk into the theater this coming season? I think feel that um, you know we're we're all exploring, we're all trying something, and we want to know what you think. It matters to us what you think. And we're going to keep growing and learning from you. And hopefully you'll keep growing and learning from us. Um, it's, it's an experience. You're part of the process. Sitting in that seat, um, the actors hear you. They can tell when you're with them. They can tell when you're not. And so every single experience that happens in the theater is going to be a unique one and based on what you're bringing to the mix. So I just look forward to having more folks come in and join us and see what this whole thing is about. So Portland Stage, as you can probably assume from entering its 50th season, has been running for 50 years now. What does being the artistic director of such a long-running theater mean to you? It's it's an incredible honor, Nick. There's a lot of history. There are a number of subscribers who go all the way back. People who have seen every single show that has happened on our stage. And they'll tell you what they like. And they'll tell you what they don't like. And I feel a, a bit of a burden to make sure that I'm leaving the place better than I found it. And continuing to grow and meet the needs of Portland, which is a changing community. So it's how do you take something that was formed in one world and now transform it as our whole community is changing so radically in great ways. Just to, to close off, if you had to sum up Portland stage in a phrase or a sentence, what would you what would you say? I would say it is exhilarating, it is always new, it is always fresh. We are always striving to find new ways of bringing great stories to our community. 
Amazing. That's a great way to sum up this theater company, I think. Thank you so much, Anita Stewart. Um, This was wonderful to get to talk to you and sad to be leaving this theater company so soon, but... We will hope you are coming back at some point, Nick. I'm sure I'll find my way back here in in the future. Uh, You have have my number. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for listening, and as always, if you like the podcast... Give us a like and a subscribe or a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way for us to find new listeners. Today is actually my final episode here at Portland Stage, but stay subscribed. We're going to continue to bring you the best in dramaturgical reporting from behind the scenes here at Portland Stage next season. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you at the theater.